I sent 30 messages a day to my first connections on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's my major social media platform. The problem that I notice an awful lot with entrepreneurs is they don't want to ask for help. And that is what is coming up on Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. So stay tuned. Now, here are two powerful words to change your life. What if? What if you do have what it takes? What if you can design your life? What if your crazy dreams do come true? You are here because you have a dream. You have a fire in your belly. You want to change the world and you want to lead the charge in the post socially distant era. The big question is this. How can ambitious people like us build our dream lives? This podcast gives you the answers. We have created the perfect community of the world's best minds who want to get things done. Survive and thrive in this uncertain world. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. I'm your host Manoj Agarwal and today we'll be talking with Russell Dalglish. So Russell as one of the most connected Scottish industry leaders, he's a high-profile influencer, connector and serial entrepreneur. He has been a member of the advisory board of the Scottish government's digital directorate, Civtech. He has also been Scottish expert champion pro bono mentor for the Scottish enterprise and a non-executive director for MBN Solutions. Russell is also the national director for Global Entrepreneurship Network, aka GEN. He is the founding managing partner of the advisory group Exalta Capital Partners and an angel investor. In his early career, uh, Russell has held board leadership positions with international companies achieving a turnover of above 200 million British pounds, regularly appearing on the list of top 100 most influential entrepreneurs. Russell was also recently named as uh, on the Maserati 100, a list of Britain's business leaders doing the most to promote and support the next generation of entrepreneurs. Today, Russell sits on the board of 10 companies and organizations, including Institute of Directors Scotland, Starden, and Scotland IS. He is an active member of Merchant Company of Edinburgh, Asian Scotland Institute, and supporter of organizations championing female business leaders, changing the chemistry and association of uh, Scottish businesswomen. Russell believes that there is untapped potential within Scottish businesses, which can be realized by encouraging an increase in international business and export. His passion for this subject was recognized by the British government, who has appointed him to the Scottish Board of Trade. As an experienced speaker, Russell has delivered entrepreneur-focused events in Abu Dhabi, Edinburgh, Hong Kong, London, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Shenzhen, um, and his success has been commemorated in several ways, but most notably by sculptor Anthony Gormley. He was turned into a living statue fully kilted on a plinth in Trafalgar Square for charity. That's amazing, Russell. Welcome. Wow. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we have had uh, we have had you on the podcast earlier as well, um, uh, but that was under different circumstances. And um, now things have rapidly changed and, uh, you know, you're doing some new things um, since since last time we spoke. So, can you give us some sort of an update how things are unfolding for you, especially in 2020? Uh, how are things changing? It's been a very remarkable year. Um, 
I, I think the most important thing for me is that my family are all safe because that's mm. be, this has been a health emergency. So we yeah, focused yeah. on that as the priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In business sense, I've been very fortunate because I exist in this world of disruption. Yeah. So because of the restrictions put in place due to the outbreak of COVID, a lot of business practices and standard ways of working have changed. So I've been able to take advantage of that. So, for example, doing doing things like this and having the opportunity to meet with you. But, but if I perhaps if I was to give you an example of my day to day. So my day started at 7 a.m. in Singapore. So I was right. doing calls into Singapore then. And then I've slowly worked my way across the world. So Singapore and then to Bangalore, to Amsterdam, a number of work in, in the UK. And then we did a call into Washington earlier. I've just finished a call with a potential new SBN member, a Scottish Business Network member mm -hmm. in Minnesota. And now I'm here today. And is that Vancouver now? That's right. That's right. OK, so, so that's how my life has changed. Now, I've done all of that without having to leave my office. That's so, awesome. And my office is in the garden, so I'm very yeah. fortunate. And that's an acute change in our world that didn't happen before. A number of the people I have spoken to, I did not know when we last spoke. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's our world today. That's very, very interesting. So on, on one side, people are socially distancing and, and sort of, you know, um, distancing and they're, they're not sort of, you know, they're missing the human connection. And on the flip side, uh, we are also adopting technology and sort of connecting with each other um, more uh, more frequently. And uh, so, um, do you do you think that everybody is sort of adopting this change uh, equally well, or some people are struggling, or some people are not adopting this? What is your take on things? I think we can see a lot of differences across the world. So there, there was a statement made that COVID was a great leveler. Mm -hmm. Now, in one sense, it is because it affects all human beings. So in that sense, the seven or eight billion on the planet are affected in the same way. Mm -hmm. But we have to look at people's conditions as well and living experience and economic capability. So this isn't the same. So for me, middle class in the UK, living in the country, strong broadband connectivity, a large network, I'm in a very very comfortable position yeah, but for yeah people who lack access to technology it's a great drawback yeah, yeah. But if you look at what i see which is as human beings we live in a world of continual change mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for a lot of us we've forgotten that so if i look at friends in iraq for example or in croatia a few years ago they noticed incredible changes in their country due to war yeah. Now, what we're noticing isn't war, but we are noticing change that we didn't expect. And I think for a lot of us, we're finding it really difficult to adjust to the fact that when people talk about the new normal, the new normal is today. Yeah. Whatever is happening today is what we've got to work with. So yeah. for all entrepreneurs out there, I say grab the moment now. If there's a website you're going to launch, launch it now. If you're going to go and do a deal, do it now. If you're going to hire someone, do it now. Don't wait for some mythical date in the future when the world will change. Now is the time. It doesn't matter if this is the week of Christmas. Do it now. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's uh, 
Very good point. And, uh, you know, one thing that you mentioned here, which is the new normal, and I hear that uh, phrase all the time, you know, what is the new normal or some in some cases, are we going to go back to normal? So in your opinion, what, what does this new normal look like? Like, are we going to be working remotely all the time? Is the sort of the old way of working uh, not going to be uh, valid anymore? What, what, what is your opinion on that? I think it'll be different for different peoples working in different areas and in different sectors. Mm -hmm. But if we look at if, if we look at the kind of people I work with, mm -hmm. they have embraced the change to see how it can be advantageous for them. So mm -hmm. if we imagine, um, I've got a friend who is an independent retailer. Yeah. So as an independent retailer, he has a physical location where he would sell product. Yeah, yeah. His product is um, memorabilia from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah. So he has seen a huge hit because he's had to have his retail establishment closed. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, he has got heavily involved in online sales and developing a community who love his products. Yeah. And he is selling products online for a higher price and a higher margin than he was in his store. Yeah, yeah. And he's found it a very pleasing experience. So he's, we would say, I wouldn't say he's pivoted. I would say he's changed his channel. Yeah, yeah. And that's an example of what we've got to do. Uh -huh. We've got to think differently because our world is different. Yeah. And for entrepreneurs, this is, this is a great time. If I was running a half a billion dollar corporation, this would be a really tough time because I'd have all these staff to worry about. In effect, a large corporation, you can think of it as a large machine. So as a machine, you turn the handle and it creates money. Yeah. That's what it does. Yeah. So when change happens, they have to change the machine, which is really expensive. Whereas for small entrepreneurs, we can look for opportunities. We can look for problems we can help with. We can look at ways to work with other people. And what's happened now is that our geographical market has been transformed. So my market may have been Scotland, or it may have been the UK, but suddenly, why don't I sell something to you in Vancouver? Yeah, why yeah. don't I deliver a service in Bangalore? I can now do a lot of those things that perhaps I couldn't do before. Mm -hmm. And the second lesson is the cost of business, particularly international business, for many of us has fallen because historically, for you and I to do a deal, yeah. we would say we have to meet. Yeah. So I have to pay $2,000 to fly to Vancouver yeah. to spend $500 a night to stay there to then fly back. It would be a wonderful experience. But what would we do today? We would shake hands on a deal digitally. Of so that's, that's a change. Yeah, no, that's great. And so, um, uh, you know, a, a lot, uh, I was just going to mention that, um, that, you know, we are not able to um, congregate physically. And I think in some cases, they, that may be a, a really good thing, as you said, like, you know, things happen fast and, and uh, we don't need to like physically meet and we can reduce our expenses. Uh, but what are some of the new types of uh, paradigms that people ought to be adopting? Like, you know, uh, meeting people online is, is great. And you are really big into networking. You're really big into uh, connecting with a lot of people. Uh, what can, uh, some other people do uh, who, you know, I mean, meeting new people in the physical world is hard enough. You know, you, you go to events and, and things of that nature and you're lost there. You know, you're, there are thousands of people. Who do you talk to? What do you talk about? 
Um, and now in the in the virtual world, it's even a new paradigm. So are there any uh, any tips or tricks you can share? How do you build your network? How do you meet people? How do you grow your community online? To me, you've got to be brave. Mm -hmm. You've got to decide that you physically have to do something. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'll tell you what I did this year. Mm -hmm. So from the end of March, when the UK started to close down, yeah. I had to decide how was I going to generate business? How was I going to generate activity? Because yeah, yeah. if I sat here and didn't do anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing would happen. Yeah. You know, I, I, perhaps I'll get myself a jigsaw and I'll yeah. sit here and I'll do my jigsaw in isolation. But yeah. I didn't want that. I wanted to be involved. Yeah. So what I decided to do was I sent 30 messages a day to my first connections on LinkedIn. So oh. LinkedIn's my major social yeah. media platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I decided to do was I would send a, a message to 30 people who were first connections but I would not think of them as someone I knew or didn't know. I would think of them as a friend. Mm -hmm. So I would say, hi, Jeff, how are you doing today? Hope everything is safe with you. Is there anything I can do to help? Yeah. So every day I sent 30 of those messages. And what happened was the majority were ignored. But some people came back. Now, what happened was some of those people I may not know or I may have connected with them nine years ago at a conference. Yeah. I've never spoken since. Yeah. So some people came back and they said, oh, I'm okay. How are you? Yeah. Some people came back and said, Russell, we're trying to think of how to do something. So perhaps to bring a community together. Yeah. And I would say, well, why don't we get a call going? And perhaps I could present at that event. Mm -hmm. So we go on to the call and then we start using Zoom which we hadn't really used much before. So we have to get used to it. So we start talking over Zoom. And I was told, well, could you speak at this event or speak at that event? And I'd said, yes, yeah, yeah. I am prepared to do this. I haven't been trained in presenting on Zoom, but I'll give it a go. Yeah. And what happened was I got better at it and I got feedback to people to say that I was helping them and that was good. Yeah. And some of the people I helped have then generally turned into commercial opportunities mm -hmm. and business positions. Yeah, yeah. So I, I currently sit on the board of at least one company, but I've never met any of the staff in the physical world. Yeah, but yeah. we've developed trust and we've developed a working relationship. And this is the key is working out how to develop trust when you can't physically meet someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, developing trust, even when you, if you and I met in a bar, we still don't know each other. So yeah. it's the same process. So what I do is I, I donate my time for free to work with someone, to slowly build up a relationship, and then look at to see if there's, can I help them to move their business forward? Do yeah. they think it's valuable enough to commercially reward me for that? Yeah. So that, that's what I did. Now, when it comes to new people, I'm just open to meeting people. Mm. But, but I start from the premise not of, hi, can I sell you something? Yeah. I start from the premise of, hi, can I help? Yeah. So you reached out to me initially and asked me to take part in a podcast. Yeah. So I had to think about what, what was the risk to me okay. if I took part in your podcast? Well, it's probably going to be a little risk. No one might watch it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But we got on very well. So when you asked me to return, I was delighted to do that. Mm -hmm. 
and you develop trust by making it a really easy experience for me and you engaged. So if you're out there at the moment, reach out to people, offer to help, and then you will understand how you can generate a commercial opportunity from that. That's a great, great uh, blueprint for anybody to uh, grow their business, start a business, get a job. So thank you so much for going into that detail. Uh, I think um, that sort of summarizes a, a lot of what uh, you know entrepreneurs, CEOs, founders should be doing with their time. So thank yeah. you so much for that. Now, you mentioned uh, when you started um, giving that answer, you need to be brave. I think that is the key here. Um, being brave and looking for new ways, not being afraid of new ideas, new ways of doing things. Um, and then towards the end, you, you mentioned that focus on helping others. So first of all, let's peel that off. Like, where did you get that sentiment from? Because this is a dog-eat-dog world out there, and most people are not taught that way. Most people are taught to be, uh, you know, participating in that dog-eat-dog world where, you know, it's a zero-sum game. So how did that shift in your mindset come about? Um, I suppose over the last 20 years in particular, mm -hmm. I've looked at the way that we develop and my interest is business yeah. that's what interests me yeah. so i've tried to see how best to work with new businesses so 10 years ago i would have called you and said um i think i can help you please sign a contract with me and we'll work together and yeah. go on sign the contract and we'll, oh, we'll reduce the price a bit we'll do this stuff so i would have been quite aggressive in actually approaching an opportunity and what I discovered was every single deal I secured because I'm a good salesman yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't generate as much value. I see. What generated value was when someone came to me and said, Russell, can, can you help me with this? Uh -huh. And I didn't look for a financial reward. I simply helped. Yeah. So I think it's been that lesson I've learned. And then as I started to develop a, a, a nonprofit in Scottish Business Network, I had no money. So I had to ask for favors from people yeah. and I discovered that that what if you were good to people, they would be good back again. Yeah. And it's just been incredible. I, I now run a global organization. I've got 16 ambassadors around the world. Um, I've got a, a global network of 10,000 people who all help each other. Yeah, yeah. And it's because of my lesson of trying to help. But I, I also got it because I watched them um, Simon Sinek's first video. Yeah, 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 and it was about what is your why so so my, my why isn't to be a strategy consultant my why is to help people mm -hmm. so i started to change my branding and my language all around about helping so if you look at my linkedin profile it will say that my purpose is to help wow. now people will say to me but how can you make money doing that don't you get inundated with requests yeah, yeah. don't you waste a lot of time i'm going well i know how to say no yeah, so yeah. Sometimes it might take me a couple of months to respond to an email because I'm, I'm busy and I'm prioritizing, yeah. but I will always try to help. And, and I think helping is a key message from 2020 because yeah. we need to help each other. So, so many people have helped me. I've reached out to them and they've said, oh, Russell, I advise you to do this or don't do that. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I, and it's also, it's, it's just a great feeling. Yeah, true, true. I, I can attest to that. You know, I, I had... Uh, Similar epiphanies uh, where, uh, you know, earlier it used to be more like, okay, let's get the contract signed, let's get the payment in, 
and uh, now it's it's different and and uh, as as you found i am very surprised i mean you know not surprised because from from childhood we are taught hey help each other uh, i'm surprised the when you start giving things away for free your expertise away for free it actually comes back manifold like much more than than when you were like focusing on the the contracts and the payments it's you're absolutely correct so i did a call earlier today and um a gentleman was in new york and he'd responded to one of my linkedin posts and i'd said to him and he said no maybe we should have a chat yeah, so yeah. that was the entire premise was i gave up 20 minutes of my time for a chat yeah, yeah. and during that chat he shared three things with me which will probably change the strategy for scottish business network next year oh, nice. because he, he came up with some ideas i hadn't thought of uh-huh. now all it was was two friends having a discussion yeah. and i'm going to i'm going to ask him to join us in what we're trying to do and we'll get closer as friends but as human beings we want to help the problem that i notice an awful lot with entrepreneurs is they don't want to ask for help yeah. because we're brought up i think particularly well, i'm a man so i can only view it from that yeah. perspective but yeah. as a weakness to ask for help yeah. so for me to turn to you Manish, and say oh can, can you help me yeah. that would be some weakness on my part so I've managed to remove that from my psyche. And I understand that by asking for help, I probably help you as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And let's take a quick break for an important message from the Bootstrapping Your Dreams community. Get the support and insights you need for your business and life. Join our community, which is fueled by the same people who advise the world's top leaders and champions. Stay ahead of the curve. Join us now by navigating to bootstrapping.group. One thing I notice is that if you help uh, somebody, like person A, uh, even if you don't get anything back from person A, you may get it from person B, right? So it's it's a, it's a merry-go-round of uh, people helping other people. It is. And it, the strangest things happen as well. So um, I was raising money for a charity in in Delhi, uh, it's for a young lady, amazing young lady who does, um, she supports young girls living in in, in, in slum conditions. Mm-hmm. And I decided to to run and raise some money for her. Yeah, and yeah. I got an email from a gentleman in Bangalore who mm-hmm. said that he would like to support me and what I was doing. So mm-hmm. we came up with the idea that he would run 10 kilometers and then pass a virtual baton to me in Scotland and I would run 10 kilometers. Mm-hmm. So we got that. There was great fun and we raised a bit of money. But his background was that he'd had he'd worked in Scotland and worked with Scottish companies. Mm-hmm. So he's now he was appointed last week as our ambassador to Bangalore. Oh nice. And he's been fantastic in helping us. So it's also being opportunistic mm-hmm. about trying to but but you also have to understand people. So if you think about someone's personal conditions, that can affect how you work with them. So if I'm working with someone who is a a young mum with three children aged under five, she's probably not got the time to do this because yeah. she's got a lot of no, or, or a young sure. work to do working with the children. Yeah. So you've got to think about that. So the type of people I'm working with have got a stability in their life. Yeah. So that makes it easier as well because they have the time to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And so um, 
you know you are uh, you are championing a lot of different uh, folks you know you're you're championing scottish uh, businesses you're championing female entrepreneurs um so uh, can you ha- uh, can you talk about that first of all uh, you know what is that passion um, where is that coming from and what is it that you want to achieve uh, by supporting uh, scottish businesses by supporting female entrepreneurs so I've spent my life working away from Scotland. Mm-hmm. So when you work away from your home country, you tend to feel slightly closer to it yeah. because no, no, you're, you're identified as being something. So I'm identified as being Scottish. But, but really, it's not... My work with Scottish Business Network is more about meeting an unmet market, unmet market need right. rather than it's a passion. So I'm not... I'm not madly passionately Scottish. I, I, I've seen this market opportunity whereby I can help Scottish companies by att- connecting them with the diaspora. So, so, so that's a market opportunity. Uh-huh. Um, the female entrepreneur one's really interesting. So I put on an event two years ago. And though we had, I think we had, uh, during the, the whole conference, 60%, 65% of the speakers were men and 35% were women. But one of the panels we had had four men on it. And someone wrote to me and said that they were um, they were very disappointed that I'd put on a panel just with men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took that very seriously. And I had to look and see, was I doing enough to help encourage a more gender equal work in what I was doing? Yeah, yeah. And I adjusted what I was doing to try to do that. So, um, and I did it by doing simple things. So. If I got a connection request from a man and a woman and they were both exactly the same and everything they did, I'll accept the one from the one for the lady. And it's the same with um, uh, uh, people from different ethnicity or, or different parts of the world. Yeah, so yeah. I just make a personal decision to try to help. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's important because if you think about the opposite of it, that's really bad. You know, yeah. making decisions on people's gender or people's nationality, that, that's a bad way to live your life. Yeah. So that, that's why I did it. Right. And it's, so, someone said to me, it, it's really difficult getting um, women perhaps to speak at events. Yeah, so we put an event on on St. Andrew's Day on the 30th of November, where the majority of the speakers were female. And yeah. someone said to me, how did you do that? And I said, I asked them. But <laughs> yeah. Probably... But probably the bit that's missing is the fact that I did a lot of work in the background to try. Yeah, of to course, of course. Yeah, and, and I, I'm, I'm Scottish. We treat everyone the same. Uh-huh. That, that's it. You know, it, it's it's a natural way that we were brought up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've had a, a a good run on this podcast, and um, most of my guests are males. Uh, that's you know, that's something that I always try to balance out, but it's kind of difficult. So if you have any any female. Uh, female entrepreneurs who like to come on, uh, I will welcome them. Well, um, I, I will I will nominate three tomorrow for you. Awesome. I'll make okay. for you tomorrow. So I, and I, I will introduce you to stunning entrepreneurs. That's who are, awesome. who are doing that. There's there's one lady, Karen, who does um, Angel's Sheer Glassware, which is beautiful wow. glassware with whiskey inside it. Right. And she, she, is a, she is a passionate salesperson entrepreneur that doesn't see herself like that you know she she thinks nothing of knocking on the door and asking for the business yeah, yeah and also some technology entrepreneurs I mean, a wonderful lady who runs a business here that makes rum in scotland oh, 
home of whiskey and she's making yeah <laughs> yeah that's interesting I, okay, I think that, we, can all, we can all do be that amazing. yeah so uh you know you you have this diaspora you you work with uh, thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs around, uh, around the world and yeah. as we are going through this you know we already talked about all the changes that are coming all the adjustments people having to make um what are some of the key challenges that people are facing uh, in your point of view uh in adjusting to this new normal uh what are the things that they are finding hard or they are not able to adopt in their belief system in their workings what are some of the common things you are seeing i think it's important that we don't see the world as a challenge mm-hmm. we try to see the world as full of opportunities yeah 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 now 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 you can be in horrible situations and that can be difficult to do but if you think about the fact that you're running a bit so i i'm going to launch a new business next year mm-hmm. because well why not i've got time to think about yeah. it yeah. and and i've identified a a a a simple gap in the market now how did i do that mm-hmm. so i did research by listening to people and asking this was on the subject of coaching mm-hmm. so there was a particular type of coaching that people regularly asked me for help with mm-hmm. and it was about being held accountable I so see. people would say well ah oh, sorry I, i was late doing that or oh, i forgot to do that or i didn't get that done it would be great if someone could help me with that mm-hmm. now i was you know because of my time i was too expensive to work yeah. with them all individually as a coach yeah. Yeah. so we've come up with a model which i believe will work to help them whereby they have someone who's holding them accountable now it's a really simple model but so i i i analyzed from the market that there was an opportunity for this so i had an idea i then did some research to see who else did it right so i kind of understand this yeah. now i then modeled out a way of delivering the service whereby yeah. it wouldn't eat my time so it wasn't dependent on me i then identified what was missing from the company so so i found out an individual who's a um incredibly good at using um email marketing tools so i went to him and i said look i'm going to build this business but i've got no money mm-hmm. so i would like to offer you part of this business if you will come in and you will deliver all the email marketing and then we'll split any profits that happen mm-hmm. and he was delighted to do that so suddenly i've got a business now before i launch the business i can write a sales and marketing plan but more importantly i need a business plan yeah. and writing a business plan is incredibly valuable it's not because of the final document yeah. it's because of the thinking process you go through mm-hmm. and then you go oh that might not work or i'll do that i then worked with the third person in my group who is a fantastic chief financial officer so as a cfo he will map out over the next couple of weeks the first two years trading now why that's important is we can then see how we're getting on to see if we're actually hitting the targets we set and mm-hmm. it's not just commercial targets it might be number of new customers number of engagements so so to me this is how you deal with the new normal you do research yeah you yeah. come up with an idea you build the plan and then you execute yeah. but you don't assume that the next 2 years will be as in the plan so i will assume that on day 2 of the company something will happen and we'll maybe tweak it a little bit or change mm-hmm. it a little bit so people ask me things about pricing so i've kind of got an idea of where the pricing should be 
when I launch, I'll have a discount. So certain people can come in for, for less money. So we get started. Yeah. And then I measure and measure and measure to see how the business is developing. Mm-hmm. And one of the key criteria is it mustn't take too much of my time. Because if the business ends up being dependent on me, it's yeah. never going to grow because there's only one of me. So yeah. we have to build it out there. And, and that, that, that to me is how you deal with the new, you do the analysis and look for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's true. That's, that's uh, again, you know, once again, you, you've described that process in detail. So thank you so much. Um, are you, are you seeing anybody facing challenges like isolation, uh, loneliness, because, you know, we are, we're sitting at home, uh, people, some people uh, want to work in team environment where, where they're physically located or adoption of technology. You know, some people, may not be as well versed with technology. Are you seeing some any of those kind yeah. of challenges? I, I think both of those challenges. So oh. I, I think we, we talk about m- mental illness and mental well-being, yeah. but I think we have to focus more on what we actually mean. Mm-hmm. And I think you've given two brilliant examples there. So a lot of people are lonely. Yeah. And a lot of people are struggling with the technology. So I know a lot of people who don't like doing Zoom because yeah. they can see a picture of themselves. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I completely get that. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and also you get a lot of people who are not, like I was trained as a technologist. I, I love playing with it, see how it works. So they're not in that position. So yeah. what I say is write the plan and decide what you need to do. So you get someone in who can help you with the technology, right? Mm-hmm. You can yeah. give it to a company, you can hire a young person, you can do whatever you like. You can, you can, do, you can use Fiverr, get yeah. someone to do it on Fiverr. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. so you can do those things. But the subject of loneliness, this is where we have to be reaching out. So if we're reaching out to people, because I wrote about this last week, just that one conversation, that one lending an ear, that's what people need. And that might just encourage them to come out of it. Yeah. And someone said to me, I, I, do, do you get Zoom tired? I said, no, because most of the time I'm on the telephone. Yeah. Because I, you know, I, I don't have to do it by Zoom. There's no, there's no yeah. rule that says you have to be able to see me to talk. Yeah, exactly. I can do it by telephone. But I, I think you've hit a really good point there. I think loneliness must be getting really bad for people. Yeah. So. Why, does, why doesn't everyone who's watching this reach out to 10 people you haven't spoken to for over six months and just drop them a note and yeah. say, hi, I was thinking about you? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a really, really good uh, advice. And I think everybody should follow it, especially, you know, even if you're intimidated by technology, like, you know, as you said, LinkedIn, email, WhatsApp, uh, even a phone call is enough and that gets the ball moving in the right direction. So thank you so much, uh, Russell. You uh, once again, you know, you have provided so much value in uh, 30 minutes, and uh, I hope people listen to the advice and they, uh, you know, not only listen because, as as we all say as entrepreneurs, uh, you know, uh, the, the 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 difference is made when you take action. So please listen to that advice and take action and implement it, and uh, let us know how it works out for you. Thank you so much, Russell. Now, um, how can people connect with you if they want to connect with you, have a chat with you? How can they do that? Um, you can, the, the easiest way is through LinkedIn. So it's Russell Dalglish mm-hmm. and just drop me a message. Awesome. Awesome. Great. We'll put that link in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Manush. And thank you to your team as well. They've been very professional. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's all for now. Until next time. If you want to realize your full potential, I invite you to join our community. 
We support and help each other out because no one has to do it alone. Join us today by navigating to bootstrapping.group. The community is free to join, no strings attached except for one. You have to take action. So if you are an action taker, we want to talk to you. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. If you want more insightful interviews with industry leaders, then check out these other videos we have picked for you right here and subscribe now to get our new content.